Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome to Bink at Night, Jay Binkley with good friend Grant Nicholson, quote, the kid, a.k.a. Sauce. Good evening, Grant. Good evening, Pink. How you doing? <laughs> We're good, man. I like the list. The list of nicknames means to keep growing. Well, yesterday everybody called you a kid, and you're yeah. like 25. I don't so. get it, man. Maybe you sounded younger yesterday. I'm not 100% sure. I've been trying to figure that out. Not a good day for the Royals pitching again. Giving up 27 runs in the last two games, which looks like so much, so much of a promising series. It really did. First two games of series, close, three to one, one to nothing. Just great pitch. Great pitch games. Grinky followed by Keller. Keller was outstanding. He'd given up a run every single time he started last season, going all the way back till September 25th of 2020. He had a good outing for the Royals. Then it was all about Chris Bubich, right? They had a 2-2 ERA the final month of the season. Looked good, but then it just all melted down. So much that even Jackson Coar. The 2018 draft class not looking great as he sent back to Omaha really quickly, giving up those 11 hits. But Royals lose today twin, uh, 10 to 7, excuse me, 10 to 7, 27 runs in the last two days. And it's nice to have Stephen Kwan out uh, of this city. You know, I was sitting here thinking, you know, Cleveland couldn't hit except for Reyes and Jose Ramirez. Now add Stephen Kwan to the list, man. It's his first year and he's killing it. I don't think I've seen anybody. I don't, I've never seen anybody that hot because why? MLB record. Literally never happened before. Literally That's why. never. He, uh, so he hits a triple today as well in the eighth inning off Scott Barlow. His first career triple. And get this. Through the first four of his career games, um, <laughs> he was on base 14 times out of 15. The most by any player in his first four career games since at least 1901. So nine consecutive plate appearances in which he reached safely, including the last two on Saturday, all six yesterday, and his first today. Just absolutely unbelievable. 58 swings, not one swing for miss. So he did not swing and miss one time. You want to talk about a hard strikeout guy? I mean, for this series, the guy was playing like Tony Gwynn, or even better, I think Vernon called him like Tony Gwynn. He's 100% right. Stake king, man. I think that's going to last longer than he's in the confines of the Kansas City metro area. He reached safely. Excuse me. I said 14 times. Reached safely 15 times. 15 times. How many swings in, swings did he have without a miss? 58. 
58. He, That's never, he never missed. Like, he never missed. So he either took the strike or took the uh, ball and then uh, fouled, fouled it off or got hits mostly. But Stephen Kwan, um, absolutely unreal uh, today. Whit Merrifield, by the way, stole uh, his first base of the season, 160th of his career, matching Alcides Escobar for eighth most in history. 8,971 at the K today, Grant. Uh, not exactly good, but again, not going to freak out about the attendance number. You know, I've seen the text line, a lot of people freaking out about the low attendance. Um, it hasn't been great. What uh, the opening day, the attendance was bad. Saturday was 17,000 on a decent day, over 20 yesterday, 8,971 today. It was on a Monday, and it was on a work day, and most people in this town have jobs. School still in session, too? They are. Nobody's they, out of school? Yeah, you get them out of school for the opening day. It's probably uh, the day where most times you get your kids out of school. But 8,971. I'm not so worried about this. And I know right now the Royals going in the day had the second lowest attendance in Major League Baseball. Colorado Rockies led the way. Only the Tampa Bay Rays had lower attendance than the Royals. But half the teams haven't been at home. So that number's a little bit skewed because there's the Orioles and teams like that that are still in there, and we'll get more of a test when other teams get home and not playing games on the road. Like Cleveland. Whenever Cleveland shows up, I can't imagine people are just dying to get the Cleveland Guardian games whenever they get back. But there's many reasons, Grant. We went over yesterday. Still my theory. I'm going to go over with Kling tomorrow morning. I'll be in with Josh Klingler and beat up tomorrow. And I heard him talking today about the attendance. Like no one seems to be happy about this attendance for the Kansas City Royals. I don't. I'm not so concerned about opening day because the weather. I'm not so concerned about opening attendance today. I think there's a myriad of reasons why Major League Baseball is seeing kind of a decline in attendance in some areas. So we went over some of them yesterday. You know, I told you the old cash. Cash is king. Can't do it anymore. Weather. People work today. You know, I think a lot of people didn't want to take yet another day off. But what's what's unbelievable is. The first two games, the last time Cleveland scored one run or zero runs combined over the first two games came in 1956. I guess the first time that had happened through the first two games. And you're watching those games, you're saying, this team can't hit. Are the Royals pitchers that good, or is the Cleveland offense that bad? Well, then they scored 27 runs in the last two games, and all of a sudden you say, Grant, well, give a little more credit to Grinke and and, and Brad Keller because – Cleveland can hit, evidently, because they definitely showcased it the last two games. It's kind of like, which one is it? Is it pitching or is it the hitting for the Kansas City Royals? But they're off to uh, St. Louis for the next couple of days, then back against Detroit. That's going to be a fun series, by the way, Grant. Four-game series. Miguel Cabrera now stands 10 hits away from 3,000. Now, keep in mind, he won the Triple Crown here in Kansas City. Like that was in KC. I remember that night. There was 10,000 walk-up fans when he got the Triple Crown. So before everything really started in this town as far as going to the World Series. But that was cool. And he's always thankful for the Royals fans to do this. But can he get to 3,000 hits in Kansas City? Going to play the Red Sox a couple more games before getting to Kansas City. He's got to get hot. But they, if he's Stephen Kwan, yes, he's going to get the 3,000. But he's not. But a couple of hits in the Boston series. Let him get three or four there. And then come to Kansas City needing six hits. Now, you hate to root for a visitor. Just I hope the Royals win 10-1 to or 10 nothing every game, but I hope at least he gets his hits. 
Because that is something to see in Major League Baseball when someone hits 3,000. That's like some of the most interesting parts about baseball, too, is when they hit those sorts of milestones. Like, that's what that's would be fun to be in the stands to see something like that. That'll get people out to the case, surely. At least baseball fans. No, no, no kidding. As I mentioned, when you got the Triple Crown, over 10,000 people showed up to K, and I think people appreciate stuff like that. But, again, yeah, I hate to be – this is like so 2012 talking about, well, let's go watch and see what the visitor's going to do. But it's something cool out there. But I just hope this pitching staff gets better. High hopes for Carlos Hernandez. Struggled once he got through the first, a little bit better for him. Uh, Bubich yesterday was absolutely terrible. Hated seeing that because this team's only going to go as far as the pitching can take him. And Brad Keller definitely showed great signs. You're thinking about for the future, can Brad Keller do it? That's the most redeeming thing to me over this series. But you know, we saw Bobby Witt get that game winning RBI in game one, made that incredible throw in game two. A couple more RBIs yesterday, scored two runs today, didn't get a hit. But of all the things that happened in Kansas City, over these last four days, this opening series. Zach Grinke, you know how good he is. The guy's won two ERA titles. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He won a Cy Young Award, but Brad Keller's performance game two gives me the highest hope. But situational hitting for the Kansas City Royals, you know, once they get in position, they just can't get the runs across the plate. And it's so frustrating. Just like last season, Royals got so many people on base, they'd load the bases up and couldn't get the right hit to carry momentum. Here was Matheny after the game about that situational hitting. You get in those tight games, it's, it's going to come back to the, what we were preaching all last year is the situational hitting. We had them a couple times, let them off the hook. And uh, when you when you get a team that um, is in that game in the, in the middle innings and it's close, we got to execute and uh, we've got to keep working on it. Royals 2-for-11 with runners in scoring position today. This is why you're going to lose games. This and the pitching in that 2018 draft class that has really, really struggled for the Kansas City Royals. And that was a draft class that was going to have to come through. I mean, you look at the draft class, Brady Singer back in 2018 goes first round. Uh, Jackson Kowar was was a pick there at the end of the first round. Uh, Daniel Lynch, jury still out on that one. Then Chris Bubich, still looking forward to seeing some Jonathan Bolin when he gets there. But Kyle Isbell is in that draft class as well for the Kansas City Royals. Coming up next, though, I've been going around the AFC West. Started Andy Lindahl in Denver. Scott Goldbranson talking about the Vegas Raiders last week. Tonight, we stop in Los Angeles, talk about some of their additions. J.C. Jackson, also Khalil Mack. How are the charges? What is their expectations for this division? We'll talk to him. We'll talk to Ron Kopp about the Chiefs and the Chiefs draft coming up at 730. That's all coming up next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, and welcome to Big and I, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson producing the operation, but doing a tour around the AFC West and time to stop in L.A. Talk to my man Gilbert Manzano, Chargers and NFL writer for the Orange County Register, L.A. Daily News. You might have heard him a couple times last year. He's my go-to guy when the Chiefs played the Chargers. Gilbert, good evening. Hey, how's it going? Good to be back on the show. Hey, thank you very much. I really enjoyed your time uh, this year. You broke it down. You're incredibly honest with your opinions regarding the Chargers. But I think the last time we talked, Gilbert, you know, things are going really well with the Chargers, you know, except for that game against the Chiefs. And, you know, yeah. I, I'm shocked that the other team that would make the playoffs as division was the Raiders. I don't know where you come out on that, but that's the most shocking thing, I think, that it wasn't the Chargers. It was them. Yeah, in, in a weird way, and I know you mentioned that I'm honest. So I guess I'll keep it honest again. Uh, I'm not too surprised because when things are going really well for the Chargers, like like I always mention, a stacked roster. I think I think they have a good coach as well, and Brandon Staley and a great quarterback, Justin Herbert. And things are kind of the same old Chargers. When when things are going their way, they always kind of find a way to kind of bring it back two steps. And it, it kind of felt like a very disappointing season for the Chargers. They should have been in the playoffs. The roster was ready to make the playoffs, and. And maybe that's a good thing for Brandon Staley for a year one head coach, a rookie head coach, to say they made progress. But it kind of felt like there was a letdown. There was there was potential for more room in 2021. So, uh, but again, I'm not too surprised because the Chargers are known for kind of blowing it when when things are going right. So we'll see if things are a little different for year two for Staley. Yeah, and some of it was self inflicted too, Gilbert. I mean, he did a lot of, of good things this year as a head coach. But mm-hmm. you know, he, he, listen, he's aggressive, and everybody likes aggressiveness because a lot of times they're screaming, "Your TVs, go for it, go for it, go for it." But he, <laughs> but but he did, and and it came to haunt him against the Chiefs and then the Raiders. I don't know if he's going to shift from his philosophy because hey, if it works, you win games. I mean, it comes down to that, and a lot of new new wave coaches will say, "Do that, do the stuff." he was doing as far as going for it and being aggressive, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. And when it doesn't, it really hurts your team. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of, you know, up and down with, with the, with the Staley philosophy, you know, I, I like it you know, to, to a degree. And, and I think it worked as you guys know, in KC, it worked in Arrowhead stadium yeah. when they beat the Chiefs the first time around. It did not work the second time around. And when it wasn't working, it was when there was a national game, the Vegas game comes to mind, the, the Chiefs game on Thursday night football comes to mind. And there was like a bigger uh, attention to it, and there was a playoff race. So it, it looked really bad on his part. So I, I do respect sticking to his guns and his philosophy of being aggressive. And they, they do have a talented quarterback who can make those plays, like we saw in the finale in Vegas. I think it was three, fourth, and ten. So, you know, most of the time I think it's going to work. But I think where Staley has to figure out is like, okay, every game is different. Every situation is different. There is a philosophy to be aggressive. You do have number 10. But when the playoffs are on the line, Maybe it's best to take three points. I think that's what Staley's going to do in year two, kind of break it down to each game being a little different. And when, when it does work in early in the year, that's okay. But you got to think about it a little differently towards the end of the year. So I get some of the criticism. But for me, I kind of like the new approach because, again, the Chargers have tried it away for, you know, 50, 60 years. They haven't won a Super Bowl. So why not try something new, uh, you know, that's kind of, you know, off, off the grid? 
Talking to Gilbert Manzano, G-M-A-N-Z-A-N-O-24 on Twitter, covering the Chargers for the Orange County Register in the LA Daily News. And, and Gilbert, when we look around the AFC West, it's clearly uh, becoming just, well, it's the best division in football. I mean, Russell <laughs> yeah. Wilson to the Denver Broncos, uh, the Raiders getting Devontae Adams, you know, and Chandler Jones. And then you look at the Chargers, you know, Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson and Austin in Austin Meadows, this, this, or excuse me, Austin Johnson, this team is just loading up, but it did the chargers. I mean, cause they were right there with the chiefs and now all of a sudden they take yeah. a step back and say, well, that's not only the chiefs, but we got to worry about the Broncos and Russell Wilson there now. Cause it's a very good football team, you know, minus the quarterback situation. Well, now they have them. And then there's the Raiders getting, you know, Devonte Adams. Well, how do how do you view the other teams in the AFC West? Yeah, you know, so far what the Chargers did in free agency and to start the new year before the draft, they did everything right. The only problem was the other teams did everything right as well, and they got better. Everybody's chasing the Chiefs, and I know the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, but they're still going to be in the mix until the end because of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andrew Reid, and Eric Bieniemy. you know, calling the shots there. Uh, but I think, it, like you're right, it's a very loaded division. It's stacked. Uh, it, but it kind of feels like everybody's in a very high, even playing field. Like they're all kind of there. Even I know some people are kind of knocking the Raiders, but I, I like what the Raiders did a year ago, kind of getting that foundation of being uh, a playoff team. I think Derek Carr is good enough to be, you know, he's not in the level of Justin Herbert, Russell, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes, but I think he's good enough to lead a playoff team. And then you get Devontae Adams, his good friend from Fresno State. Now they're really cooking there with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I, I think that that offense is really good, but the defense is a little suspect. But as you guys know in KC, sometimes the defense needs to be good enough to help out the offense. So I think they'll be okay. And the Broncos, they're kind of the biggest mystery for me because, yeah, they, they got really, they got much better at quarterback with Russell Wilson. Uh, but I, I kind of was a little disappointed with the playmakers a year ago. I think maybe their wide receivers were a little overrated, but I know they had injuries uh, with Jared Judy. I was kind of expecting more from Cortland Sutton. I know Tim Patrick is a nice uh, wideout as well, and KJ Hamler, but it didn't really come together. Maybe with Russell Wilson, it will. But the off- offensive line is a lot of concerns for me. The defense is really good with Patrick Sertan, but you lost your kind of your mastermind and Vic Banjo. He couldn't do things well as a head coach, but he knows how to call a defense, and now you kind of have a new head coach there. That might take some time for me. So I'm not as sold with the Broncos as I am with the Raiders. And going to the Chiefs, obviously, you know, when you have Patrick Mahomes, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, Russell Wilson going to Denver's fine. Devontae Adams in Vegas is one thing. Chandler Jones, that that helps getting after Mahomes. But the Chargers really did a couple things to, you know, limit Mahomes with Khalil Mack and bringing in J.C. Jackson. Those are two moves right there that I think we're looking right at the Kansas City Chiefs because I look at their additions, and they're the most important additions in the AFC West. Yeah, you know, definitely. I, I, it feels like, you know, when I was talking to Brandon Staley, I, I was asking him, you know, are you guys loading up on, on pass rushers because of all the good kind of quarterbacks in the NFL? And he's like, no, we're not trying to copy any, everybody else. Well, it kind of felt like everybody was copying each other with Khalil Mack, uh, Chandler Jones, and uh, uh, Grandy Gregory with the Broncos. So, uh, you know, they're all chasing the quarterbacks. you got to play Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, you know, you know, for team six times or twice a year for each quarterback. Uh, so I think that was the right move, getting Khalil Mack. And I think with the Chargers a year ago, I think Brandon Staley said, hey, uh, Tom Telesco, I see a lot of first-rounders on defense. You know, they haven't reached their, their potential. They, they look okay. Let me give it a try with these guys that you assembled for the first three or four years before I got here. And they tried it that way, and they, and they focused on the offense of the offseason a year ago, getting – 
Rashawn Slater, Corey Lindsay, and that, that kind of worked to a degree. They obviously didn't miss the playoffs, so it didn't work as well. But they kind of neglected the defense and said, hey, Brandon Slater, you're the mastermind on defense. Try it out. And it did not work out. And some blame does go to Brandon Staley, but the other blame is on Telesco, the GM of the Chargers. He didn't assemble a good roster, or maybe it wasn't a scheme fit. And they're trying to figure that out right now with the, the 3-4, the two high safety kind of scheme that Brandon loves. And now this year, they go after guys they really like or that Brandon knows and Khalil Mack from their days in Chicago. Uh, and when you got that playmaker, that helps out guys like Derwin James. Derwin James was doing everything for this team, uh, you know, calling the defense, playing pass rusher, playing linebacker, playing safety, playing corner, nickel, and all that. Uh, so they got the playmaker up top to help out also a guy like Joey Bosa. But the thing that really concerns me with the Chargers, they got more playmakers. That's, that's nice. And J.C. Jackson as well to help you cover. But I don't know about the run defense. They still need some guys uh, uh, to help out there. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Bay is a guy who, who has upside, uh, but is he, the, is he kind of that, that difference maker? Same thing with Austin John, Johnson. They kind of went for the, the low deal, high potential, and it could work out. Who knows? Uh, linebackers are concerned for me. They like depth there. So for this state of defense to really take off with J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, and Derwin James, You've got to be good up top uh, in the trenches. And so far, I'm so concerned about that. One guy I would have liked to have seen is Mike Williams. Didn't let him get the free agency. They throw $60 million on a three-year deal right in front of him, showing how much he means to that team. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I knew from the start they're going to go take care of Mike Williams. And they kind of got in early because after Mike Williams got his contract, three years, $60 million, these wide receiver contracts took off to a whole other level. So, if you're Mike Williams, you're probably thinking to yourself, man, I should have waited a little longer and I could have got a little more. But I think he really wanted to be with the Chargers. He has a quarterback in Justin Herbert. He's good friends with Keen Allen. Uh, and the GM, Tom Telesco, has believed in, in Mike Williams from day one. He was kind of a surprise guy in 2017, uh, number seven overall, before Patrick Mahomes, which is crazy to think about you know, so many years later. So through the injuries, through being inconsistent, uh, they've, they've kind of stuck to Mike Williams. And it all came together a year ago. Uh, and, and that game comes to mind, mind and Arrowhead, uh, Arrowhead, or even games in years past. Mike Williams delivers against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think they paid him for that, uh, being clutch, uh, coming up when you most need a wide receiver. So I think for them, that was a big get and a big uh, a guy to, to stick around for Justin Herbert. Gilbert, uh, Caesars had the over-under for Denver and the Chargers at 10 games, the Chiefs at 10.5. As we sit here right now, at Herbert, we haven't got to see him in the postseason yet. Is Justin Herbert, in your opinion, the second-best quarterback in this division, or maybe he's the first? I don't know what, you, what you're thinking. You know, I might be going off a of recent memory because I, I, I thought Russell Wilson had a, a weird year. I should probably give him the benefit of the doubt having one bad year, but it, it wasn't a good year for Russell Wilson a year ago. He had the finger injury, and maybe I'm being a little harsh there, but when he came back, he wasn't the same Russell Wilson. Yeah. And before that, there wasn't kind of a – it was kind of maybe a clash of heads between – you know, let Russ cook and then running the ball with Pete Carroll, and they weren't really meshing there. So for for me, I'm going Justin Herbert. I get that he hasn't made the playoffs. That's why I can't put him top five in my all you know all quarterbacks in the NFL because I need to see that guy in the playoffs. I've seen Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs plenty of times. I know that guy is legit and bona fide superstar. So uh, he is number one, Patrick Mahomes. But I got to go with Herbert and the upside at number two ahead of Russell Wilson, but by a little bit. I think it's gonna be fun, Gilbert. I mean, it's gonna be a loaded. With primetime games, you better get ready to cover on Monday nights. And Thursday yeah, nights. and uh, I'm going to be on deadline, too, for every game. They're going to be close down to the wire. 
It's Gilbert Manzano covers the uh, Chargers. We'll be talking to him uh, this year again, hopefully as well. Orange County Register, L.A. Daily News. He's he's fun to uh, to follow. He's incredibly honest with his opinions on the Chargers. Gilbert, always enjoy talking to you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. There's Gilbert Manzano right there talking Chargers. We come back. I'll react to some of the things he said. I like talking to him because he's not one of these, you know, Chargers homers. He basically puts it out and. Listen, he has he has Herbert number two. I mean, I could buy that. I mean, who who's better, him or Russell Wilson? Who would you take right now, Grant? If I said Russell, any other quarterback in the division except for Mahomes, who you take in first, second, and third for one year or for the rest of their career? Just the rest of their career. You get, just, you get Justin Herbert, Herbert is the clear number two pick. Okay. Yeah, just because he's young enough that you can kind of turn him into something great, but he's already got all the talents that you that you need. Yeah, we'll react to that, and I'll talk a little bit more about that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Big Night, Jay Binkley, the kid, Grant Nicholson. You don't watch drag racing? I've watched drag racing in the past. I think drag racing is really cool, but I don't, this is Street Outlaws. Is that what you're saying? It's called Street Outlaws. It's on Discovery, but I, you know, I'm kind of addicted to that, I guess. It's street racing, but I think it's sanctioned. They have, they obviously close the streets off for it and everything, so. I think drag racing is sick. I went to a drag race with my dad when I was like, I don't know, 10 or something. Like real drag racing. This is street racing, but you're talking about real drag yeah, racing. Yeah, it was a real drag race. But I like it in forms. Quarter mile of any form is cool. You've been up there to Topeka to watch it? I honestly don't remember where it was. I was too young. Do you like Top Fuel or do you like the... Uh, I, I couldn't... I enjoy the car. concept of drag racing. I couldn't tell you what specifically it was. Well, I know you're an F1 fan. Yeah, Absolutely. So the Chargers, wouldn't you say of the AFC West, Khalil Mack, JC, jo- uh, JC Jackson, Austin Johnson, that helps the run defense. Run defense, they were terrible. Third worst in the NFL last year were the Chargers. They made a few additions for that, but their, their pass rush for stopping Mahomes with the pass rush and bringing in a guy like JC Jackson that fit with Derwin, Derwin James in that secondary. I like their moves. I mean, Denver's already got a, you know, a good defense. Patrick Sertan is the truth at cornerback uh, for them. I think they're a little light as far as edge rushers are concerned. Certainly Von Miller not going back to Denver helps, even though he's with the Chiefs rival now, the Buffalo Bills. But, yeah, I think this might be Herbert's time. Brandon Staley, um, either love him or hate him. The going for two all the time. Looked like a genius playing the Chiefs at Arrowhead because they couldn't stop 
But then the Chiefs defense got better. They tried it again, and it didn't work out. Then they tried against the Raiders, and they get in fortunate situations. Now, new age coaches will say, go for it. Go for it. Now, he did a lot, but it puts you in bad situations if you don't pick it up. Yeah, and I really like just like the way he conducted himself in postgame. Like, he owned up to it. He was very, very honest in his postgame press conferences, his press conferences before. You talking about Brandon Staley or Herbert? No, Brandon Staley. Yeah, I think he's a brush of fresh air. Fresh air. I always liked what I saw from him. Herbert looked frustrated at times, though. With Brandon Staley or just in general? Just I, I don't know. I mean, it could be either one. Not picking up the first or whatever. I just I mean, they didn't even make the playoffs. So, I, I mean, I, I'd imagine he was a little frustrated. And he got all the run. Like, he got all the run. I remember Brian Greasy doing that in football at the beginning of the season, and he crowned Justin Herbert. He's like, this is the best thing in the AFC West. Like, what are you talking about? You forget about Mahomes winning, you know, and winning this division every single year. He's been a starting quarterback. Going back to Alex Smith, and he won it six straight times in a row. It's unbelievable what the Chiefs have done with this division, and they're all trying to, to catch the Chiefs, doing their own things. I mean, the Raiders with Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones coming in. Denver with Russell Wilson. I already like that roster in Denver quite a bit. I think the Chargers did the right thing by throwing money at Mike Williams. He's a good fit into that offense and what they do because you have to give Justin Herbert weapons. But again, it was all about Justin Herbert. And I'll never forget, you know, I was on with CDOT and Rob. It was Herbert or him is what the game we were playing with different quarterbacks. And Joe Burrow came up. And this is before, like, this is right in the middle of the season, right? And I said, I'll take Joe Burrow. You know, give that give that guy an offensive line, and we'll see what he can do. I'll ask you, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, which one are you taking? Now, I get it. I mean, you might say Joe Burrow because he went to a Super Bowl already. I get that. I mean, went into Arrowhead Stadium. That was impressive. But take all that out of it. Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? Wait, so what am I taking out? Why am I qualifying this? No, you get to think about like, it. Like, if you ask me the question, I would just go Joe Burrow. Just because he did make the Super Bowl and because he's got those intangibles and what he did at LSU. Would you have done that before he did it? Would you have done that midseason? I probably wouldn't have done it midseason, but it's not midseason. You know? I mean, he's he wins every single time he steps on the, on the field. He just does. There's something about him. I, some dudes are just like that. You mean it? Yeah, it. there's an it factor. I mean, it is real. It's hard to have it when you're in your back all the time, and they, they corrected that by getting new offensive linemen this year. They corrected that. But, yeah, Justin Herbert needs to get to the postseason. You know, he hasn't been yet. It's unbelievable when you think about the quarterback talent that he has, and he hasn't been there yet. But it's not easy for them. I mean, the Chargers were right there on the cusp. If they beat the Chiefs when the Chiefs were out there in L.A., they have control of this division. Like, it was that, that game was that close. And they have control of this division. Now, all of a sudden, you, you can't laugh at the Raiders. And I know the Raiders have the lowest win total in the AFC West, eight and a half games. And Denver now has the same as the Chargers at 10 wins, the Chiefs at 10 and a half, which is funny because Andy Reid's averaged about 11 and a half um, wins a year. And that's including most seasons at just playing 16 games. He's averaged 11 and a half wins a year. So he's really good at, at doing that. So. I'd take the over on that. I'm with the Chiefs until they're beaten. I know that sounds weird, but it's kind of like, well, I get the Missouri mentality, I guess. Show me, State. Show me before I crown you. That's the same same way I had with Justin Herbert this year. I understand he's got talent. I understand he's got the size. He's got the arm strength. He's got everything. But do it first. Get to the postseason. Do it. This year he's got no excuses, though. 
You bring in Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson for the defense, you have no excuses not to make the postseason. They were that close last year, I get it, but they didn't beat the Raiders at the end of the year. they got to win games like that. That's why I think it's so funny that the Raiders have the lowest win total in the AFC. They made the playoffs. They were one of only, and I know the, the Broncos obviously got better at the quarterback position, and they've got a supposedly good roster, but the Raiders were the second-best team in the AFC West three months ago. I which don't know is insane, wh- which is insane. I know, but I don't know why we're questioning it. They just went out and got the number one or two best wide receiver in the entire NFL, and people are just like, oh, yeah, nine wins, maybe. But why, why are they getting disrespected? Because I don't know. jumping on the Chargers bandwagon now. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. you. Were you with me when I had Scott Branson on? I think he Maybe. No, he was Friday night he was with yeah, me. But he, he covers the Raiders. It's kind of like, why is nobody talking about the Raiders? Everybody's crowning, Vegas crowning the Broncos at this point, giving them 10 wins this year. Dude, the Same Broncos the might be bad. I, I don't Russell know, Wilson was not good last year. He wasn't, but I like the rest of that roster, and they can do things with it. Jonathan Williams is an up-and-coming, going to be a great running back. And those wide receivers, Corlin Sutton was a bit banged up. Tim Patrick, they got extensions. Jerry Judy, part of the equation. They do trade Albert, um, or Albert O's their starting tight end. They do get rid of Noah Fant which I guess is no big deal to Broncos fans. They weren't big Noah Fant fans as it was. But the AFC West is downright loaded. And I'll tell you this much, Joe Burrow in the AFC North, that's loaded too. Because right now you got Burrow, you got Deshaun Jackson. You have a guy that's actually won a former Deshaun MVP. Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson, okay, excuse yeah, me. Watson. Deshaun Watson. What did I say, Jackson? You said Jackson, yeah. No, I was like, yeah. no not Deshaun Jackson. No, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, and a guy that was MVP, Lamar Jackson. I mixed up Lamar Jackson with uh, Deshaun Watson. And don't forget Mitch Trubisky. Now, let's do forget that. We're okay. <laughs> We're just throwing them. But here's the thing that's weird about Trubisky. Mike, like, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. No, Tomlin's good. But they lose Juju, too. I'm just saying, man, they keep losing. It was Bud Dupree the year before. But eventually, they're going to have to rebuild. And they Steelers don't like doing that. They like to reload, not rebuild. But they're going to have to now without Big Ben. With Big Ben, they could reload. I'm mean, saying way with the Chiefs. Again, we've talked about it, you know. Just Butker and Winchester and Chris Jones and Kelsey, the only players on this roster that were here pre-Mahomes. That's what the Steelers were doing with Big Ben. They were just reloading around him. And he'd win them games. Say what you want about Big Ben, the way he threw the football the last couple of years, but the guy was a winner and he'd win for the Steelers. Same way with Brady in New England. It was him, then everything else was rebuilt around him. As long as you had him, you could build the other pieces around him. And that's what the Chiefs are doing. I think Herbert's that kind of guy that you can do that with. Russell, not at this point. He's he's a hired hand at this point. Yeah, Russell's cooked, but I agree with Herbert. You can start throwing stuff at that roster and trying to figure it out for sure. We'll see. We'll see what Brandon Staley does. And keep in mind, as, as the head coach of the Chargers, he had a lot on his plate. He was a one-year defensive coordinator with the Rams. That was it. And arguably, he had the best player in the NFL, Aaron Donald. But he finished number one in the NFL as a defensive coordinator. He gets a head coaching job after just one year as a coordinator. And he, he looked good. He looked good last year until he started going for two all the time. I think he still looks good. I, I mean, I don't want to say that he's a good coach just because he's in the Chiefs division, but... I think he's just got the right mentality to be a good coach. We'll see, but that's uh, that okay. concludes my tour around the AFC West. We'll get to look at the contenders going forward as well with Buffalo, Baltimore, Cincinnati, maybe even Cleveland, if we're going to respect Cleveland. Not sure what we're going to do yet, but coming up next, 
What's your phone calls as well? Joe, Jay Southland Tow Service, text line 913-576-7610. That's the same as the phone number. Got some interesting text regarding the Royals and Bobby Witt Jr. We'll address those next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.